From the data terminals of an Imperial Star Destroyer to the Rocky Mountains of Qualadon, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker Adventures. I am one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I am here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How are you doing today, Aaron? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited because I finally finished the Arrowhead, and it took me like seven days. (laughs) (laughs) But that's only because I broke it apart and I didn't really do it in one sitting. Right. Yeah, I had I had a goal that I was going to try to at least build some of it or finish it before we recorded tonight so we could both talk about it. Mm-hmm. Guess how much I got done. <laughs> okay. Um, two bags. <laughs> I haven't even broken the seal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Maybe I will like open it up while we're talking just so I can say that I built something. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I can say that I finished it. <laughs> I am completely cool with you telling me about the build. You know, spoilers are loud. Tell me all you want. Just uh, how was it? Was it a pretty cool overall build? I know it was like, what, 700 and something pieces? It was somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but there were six bags in total. And I remember every time I I finished a bag, I would crumple it up and be so satisfied that that one was done. <laughs> um, but it was fun building the whole thing. And it's so big. It's big. Like, I don't even know where to put it to display it because I just have no shelf space. And I can only imagine the Tracker 1 is going to be a little bit bigger than that. So, yeah, I, I really love the look of it. And... There's one thing that I wish the there's the cockpit with the uh, that has something that covers over it, which is the I guess I forget the exact name for it. But I wish it would kind of bend and and open up for you to put the minifigs. But right now you have to remove the whole top in order for you to put the minifigs inside. And yeah, I kind of wish there was like, a you know, like um a hinge or something for you to be able to open it and close it. Is it hard to to open that up then? No, not really. You could just pop the whole top open. But I, I just really wanted that sort of functionality where you could, you know, bend it open or and then close it back down when you're done with the minifig when you already positioned your minifigs inside. Yeah. Sometimes Lego builds will do that where they'll have a part that's kind of removable but not you know, it doesn't have like a hinge or anything like that. It just literally just sits down into something and kind of connects. Is that kind of how it is? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, For the, for that top part. And, uh, I really loved the blade part and it reminds me of every time I flip it open, the ember steel blade. Um, I'm always reminded of Xander saying blade me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah that was fun and my brother had fun shooting the uh the um the torpedoes i I don't even know the proper words for it (laughs) but he would have fun shooting that stuff at me so that was fun and uh, there was something else about it oh and the minifigs the minifigs were fantastic you know you have xander and cordy as well as Quarry, a random stormtrooper, and Roger. So it came with a nice amount of minifigs. Yeah, the minifigs on these sets are always so good. I feel like they're just getting better. Like as the years go on, they get more detailed and more detailed. 
Yeah, yeah, I really like that about them. And I noticed that actually, I mean, you know, we've both seen almost the entire series now. Um, and I, I won't spoil it for anyone, but there, there, there is a weapon that they carry uh, that Xander and Cordy carry. They carry some sort of harpoon style um, blaster in in the uh, Lego set, but we never actually see them use that in the show, at least not to my recollection. So I, I didn't think that was a big spoiler or spoiler or anything. But yeah, it's it just like to my recollection, I don't remember that. I keep muting myself because I'm literally opening these bags. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, you you know how crinkly and loud the Lego bags are? I was like, oh no, I either lost Aaron or I have really lost Aaron where, to the point where he's not even listening to me anymore. Yeah. You're boring me with your Lego build talk. <laughs> it's not even that great of a talk because I keep forgetting the names of pieces. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm like, I literally opened bag number one, and I have, you know how, like, bag number one has, like, a mini bag inside the bag? That's right, with, yeah. Like, the I smaller have, like, pieces? Two... Yeah, yeah, so that's I'm, right. I'm dumping that out as we speak, so I'm, I'm doing a bit of a live build here. Nice! Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do, like, maybe by the time we finish talking, maybe I can have finished bag number one. Yay! But there's, um... <laughs> This one has two minifigs in it, and it, one of them is Corey. Yeah, which is Corey, a, and I think the Stormtrooper. Yeah, and the Stormtrooper. So this is the first time um, I'm seeing a Corey minifig. Yeah, yeah. Is, but I think overall the Arrowhead was a pretty fun build. I think my other thing that annoys me about Lego in general is that they give you these cool colored pieces to construct with. And I heard think it, I think it was in this set that had a lime green brick. And I thought, Oh man, I haven't seen this. I mean, cause I don't have that many sets. So I'm like, I haven't seen this one before. And you know, I put it down where I was supposed to. And then a few pages later, um, you had to add more on top of it. So the lime green brick is no longer seen. I'm like, but, but why give me a lime green brick if I can't see it? <laughs> so I it, it bothers me that they give me cool pieces and then they get hidden under other bricks. <laughs> yeah, that's another Lego thing that's pretty common. I, I wonder why they do that. It's almost like why not just make that brick, you know, similar in color to the, the rest of the set. But maybe it's their way of just adding a little bit of variety. They're like, hey, maybe. You know, we're not going to we don't want it to all be tan and gray pieces in all these Star Wars sets. So. Every once in a while, we'll throw in a lime green brick that'll be completely hidden. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I have the the bag number one is now completely dumped out, and I have the instructions. So awesome. if I seem distracted during our review, I am distracted because I'm building a Lego set. <laughs> FYI, to FYI. everyone else. <laughs> so you said it's like really big. So is it like really long when you're finished with it? Yeah, it's just long. Okay. Um, I don't think it's that long in terms of in terms of width it's just the length of it is um yeah it takes up like half of my bookshelf <laughs> okay yeah because i remember when i built the u-wing um i don't know if you've seen that set built oh yeah i think i i think i remember seeing a photo of it but that was the set that i was kind of surprised by how long it ended up being and even and then when you open the wingspan on it it's just this you know humongous ship which is really awesome the one thing i noticed about these ships that they're doing um for free maker adventures this time around is they're a little bit more to scale 
oh yeah than, like the star scavenger whereas the star scavenger didn't really have a cockpit that you could fit any characters in um these sets seem to have actual like areas within the ship that you can put characters inside yeah 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 so that's pretty cool yeah i think the u-wing actually might be a bit might be longer than the arrowhead so find space for it aaron <laughs> i will i will yeah I, I will definitely do that i've been i had the uh the turbo tank set on my mm -hmm. desk at work and i recently took that down um so right now i have the phantom um and then the the phantom menace set where it's like the dual fate set right so mm -hmm. i have those two sets on my desk but they're both very small sets so i think i have space for this once it's done cool cool <laughs> take photos <laughs> <laughs> so we're also going to review the episode the lost crystals of qualadon written by david shane and i'm trying to pronounce the word the way that they pronounce it in the show which is like a q u pronunciation whereas before i used to just say caladon but yeah they have the little qua in there so i'm trying to incorporate that <laughs> for our review qualadon Qualadon, yeah. Which, the planet they went to because it was the closest. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and so you have Cordy opening up the, the episode, and she's undercover with BG-81. And I really like how it was very Rogue One-like in terms of her going undercover. And they, this kind of, we just jump right into this as far as um, the last episode didn't end giving any indication that they were going to be going on any kind of secret mission, right? This is kind of like no. just happening. Okay. I was trying yeah. to remember. I'm like, did I forget that they were sent off onto this thing? Or maybe <laughs> they were. Did they not mention? Oh, I don't know. I don't know why I felt like maybe there was a mention of a mission they were going to be sent on or something. But No, yeah. I think it was just Quarry saying that they left the heart pieces for last. So they, um, one of those pieces was the crystal itself. And so it kind of just jumped into the middle of this random mission and i really like that about it because star wars is known for that you know they pick up right in the middle of something yeah right mm -hmm. and and so they're she's there to pick up these kyber crystal locations and i love that in place she put something that roger had worked on but it turns out that Roger did a mistake <laughs> <laughs> yeah his uh what was it ugnaught Bean, bean something casserole, casserole. yeah <laughs> which when they when they pulled up the image of what that looked like do you remember um who was it was it uh moc that pulls it up on his like display yeah <laughs> and you see like the image and there's like tentacles coming out of it yeah that's right yeah <laughs> and i think there were like little hearts on either side of like the text that kind of to indicate that it was like a favorite maybe i don't know <laughs> oh i don't remember that i have to go back to see those details but yeah i just i really love that roger just to let that slip and really endangered the mission because they put moc on their trail <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't think it was gonna be that big a deal yeah exactly <laughs> and we get another you know another time where they kind of give roger a hard time about his cooking ability that's right. You know, yeah. We, we already know that Cordy doesn't like his blue milk pancakes. <laughs> and now they're all kind of like, you know, um, I forget what they said, but what. Um, oh, but that the, the Empire would be taken down with his Ognaught being casserole. <laughs> like that. Oh, that'll be easy. <laughs> and then because I forget what Roger said, but then Xander was like, keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, poor Roger. No one appreciates his fine cuisine. It all looks good to me, other than maybe this this time. But, you know, the cookies <laughs> look good. The pancakes look good. I'd eat that stuff. But this the, the tentacles coming out of this bean casserole, I'm not sure. That might be where I draw the line. <laughs> and so they end up, you know, looking at the map that they extracted. And they end up choosing the location to go get a kyber crystal. And I love how... It comes off as Rowan thinking, oh, you know, this is a quality place, but it's just, it's because it's closest. (laughs) Right, because they were basically, like, thinking that he has this skill where he can seek out these kyber crystals just by sensing them in the force. Right. Um, And so when he's like, we should go to Qualadon, Xander's like, oh, see, you can sense it. He's like, no, just because it's the closest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and and we go to that planet, and it turns out that there's a small village of the Lerman there, and we saw the Lerman before in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yes, which I think they only only ever made one appearance. I think so. It was just the one appearance early on. I think it was in season two, and we learned that they were pacifist beings, and that they had cool Irish accents. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very distinct thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we get to uh, meet a father and his family. And I love the grandmother. Oh, shoot. I forget her name now. But she was awesome. And I love the way that she was interacting with Roger throughout the episode. <laughs> it was, although a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all have our different preferences. <laughs> yeah, to each their own, right? <laughs> She was very excited about people visiting and like she's like talking about getting all dolled up and whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't, you know, what you might expect as far as which character she fell for. Yeah. Like, Is there a you Mrs. Battle Droid? You know, <laughs> Mrs. Battle Droid. <laughs> and I love his response. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was, he was at. At the same time, surprised and almost offended by the fact that she was into him. <laughs> Excuse oh, me? That part made me laugh so much. <laughs> um, but I love that when Roger first saw them, uh, he says he refers to the Clone Wars and he says that they love peace and that made it really easy to fight them. <laughs> yeah, at least they kept that consistent from the, the animated or the Clone Wars animated series, you know, that they were making it a point that they were pacifists. Right, right. Except for the grandmother, who like had no problems shooting stuff at them when they first came, when they first mentioned that they were looking for Kyra crystals. Yeah, just shooting melons at Xander. Yeah, like, she was good. Good aim. She get. She got. She nailed him like three times in a row. <laughs> and so we find out that they're also force worshiping. Uh, Lerman, and that they worship the Force through their kyber crystal necklaces. And I really love that we get, we're getting to see a lot of different aspects of the Force through this series. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, kind of some of the stuff that we saw in The Force Awakens with the, um, what were they called? Was it the Church of the Force? Oh, um, was it in Rogue One? Well, kind of with Rogue One and the Guardians, um, Guardians of the Wills. Yeah. But also in The Force Awakens with when they first go to Jakku and there's um, 
man, I'm blanking on names oh, right now. Oh, Laura Santeca. Yeah, Laura Santeca, and you know he's part of the. I think it's called the Church of the Force. Yes, you know, I think so. so. They're not Force users, but they they kind of live by the Jedi ideals and in a way kind of worship the Force. So it's kind of a another almost like an offshoot of that. Gotcha. Very Airbender-y. Airbender-y, yes. <laughs> Um, and yeah, this is when the grandmother says the whole Mrs. Battle Droid. <laughs> I want that as a t-shirt. <laughs> Mrs. Battle Droid. Is there a Mrs. Battle Droid? Yeah. <laughs> as a t-shirt? That would be good. And then I love that Rowan and Maynard, you have them going off to the little Cadu uh, fence where all the Cadu are located and she offers him her her necklace and it's obviously not what he's looking for but i like that you have this character who is just as young as rowan but who is sort of on the opposite end where she just doesn't believe in the force and she thinks it's very uh fake <laughs> right of all people for her to you know say that to is an actual force user Right, right. <laughs> uh, so he's not going to be, you know, definitely not going to be agreeing with her stance on that. But yeah, he got to meet another short-legged character. Quarry <laughs> um, <laughs> is also short-legged. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, a little closer to his age range. That's but true. <laughs> it was nice to see him interact, and he he instantly took, or he instantly kind of noticed her. Like even when they were all kind of gathered together, she just gave him a look. And then kind of scampered off, and then he was like, "Oh, I guess that's my cue to follow her." You know, he yeah. was so he was definitely looking for a friend, and um, they they made a connection really quick. Yeah, I really like that, and I like that it was a girl because most time, most of the time, the, these kind of recurring characters or just random characters that pop up tend to be boys. So I like that it was a girl, and um, I know there there were a few people who were like, "Oh, I shipped them." Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> which i do too you know when they're older but <laughs> um but i really like their friendship you know we we gotta have more girl boy friendships out there especially on television and cartoons yeah um and then this is when Durpin and plume striker arrive so i'm getting mixed up with the season because we've already watched like way into the future mm -hmm. but is this the first appearance of them this season this is, I want to say this is the first appearance of them. Yeah, because okay. we see them again later on. Okay, yeah. I knew they made multiple appearances in the season, but I couldn't remember um, if this was their first. But yes, always yeah. happy to see Durpin and Plume Striker. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that as they were coming down from the ship, it kind of got stuck and they had to knock. <laughs> <laughs> the little hydraulic the bar on the side, yeah. they had to like kind of tap it, yeah. <laughs> And then that's when they were able to go the rest of the way down. <laughs> and so they're there to find Kyra crystals for Lord Vader so that they can be forgiven for the Gamorrean flu in incident that yes. happened. Nice uh, callback. Way back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One of my, I think that was my favorite of the shorts. Yeah. That was the a Gamorrean good one. flu episode for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Feel my head. Do I feel hot? Yeah, so they're trying to forget that, put that in the back of their minds, but so so they're trying to find Kyra crystals for for Vader and I love that they have everyone lined up and and Durpin's talking and 
all of a sudden you have the grandma say, scum weasel. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty word for the wording. I mean, that's that's some pretty nasty stuff there. I love that he's so offended by it. He was. (laughs) It really cut it cut him deep. He was like, you know, do I do I look like a you know like do I? He was trying. He was looking for some some confirmation that she was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your face is very unscum weaselish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. Like, I definitely want to use that from now on when it comes to name calling people. You scum weasel. <laughs> Better not use it on me. I'm going to know what you mean. I'm going to be offended. That's right. And then you'll have to turn to your son and ask him, you know, does my face look scum weaselish? <laughs> Um, and so, uh, you know, Rowan and um, Maynard were, see this happening from afar and they happen to get into the Star Scavenger and scare Durpin and Plume Striker away. But unfortunately, they take the necklaces with them. Yes. Yeah, I guess they basically feel like, well, we came to a planet where there's not a lot of kyber crystals, but we can at least bring something back to Vader so we don't get choked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Rowan was a good shot and managed to shoot them down before they made their escape. And uh, I love that uh, Roger, as they're headed off to find Durpin and Plume Striker to get the necklaces back, you have Roger who sort of uh, he stays behind to help with the Lerman and repair things. And he falls into the well. And uh, the grandma, again, tries to, you know, throw a uh, flirting remark at him. And he goes, I don't have lips. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so great. <laughs> Poor Roger. Yeah, this must be the first time this has ever happened to him because he just did not seem to know what to do about it. It's so true. Yes. Yeah, first time getting hit on by, <laughs> by an older woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's a learning and, experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then MOC, having discovered the Ugnaught bean casserole recipe, <laughs> figures out that they had infiltrated, the Freemakers had infiltrated and uh, somehow got a copy of the list of planets uh, that have kyber crystals on them. And I love that. As the as he's searching for information, his head twists in a very creepy way. I thought that was freaky. <laughs> as freaky as a rainat. No, no. <laughs> you have an issue with we... those rats. <laughs> no, that they're cute and they're fluffy, and if you give them hugs, they will love you back. <laughs> what? There is no evidence of that. I like to think it is the case. <laughs> Just because they're furry doesn't mean they're cute. I I mean, so far I've I've gotten that impression no. <laughs> in Star Wars. No, even they... the next two, even the 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 next two in Attack of the Clones look like a nice cat if you if you like were nice to him. The one that like almost killed Padme. No, no. Well, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that if they had treated him well, that the next it would actually be kind (laughs) (laughs) you're really giving these creatures the benefit of the doubt Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
I'm gonna say for me personally, the 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 Raynats are more creepy than MOC's head spinning around. Yeah. Well, okay. That to me that was more Exorcist like. <laughs> they were climbing up the walls. <laughs> That's Exorcist like. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> And and then you have Derpin and Plumstriker who are, you know, waiting for some sort of rescue. And Derpin is still hung over the whole scum weasel comment. <laughs> and I love that he goes, I mean, other than destroying her home village and way of life, what did I do to deserve such treatment? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great line. Oh, gosh. And so the Freemakers... Uh, ha- still have their equipment from having infiltrated the Star Destroyer at the beginning of the episode. So they go along with that so that they can uh, sort of go into the ship and not be seen as they try to steal the crystal necklaces back. And I love that Durpin sort of, you know, he sees Cordy and he says, there were thousands of rebels. <laughs> <laughs> and so cordy and xander i love that at the same time you have xander whose tk number changes every time cordy says it (laughs) did you realize that yeah they're like the longest tk numbers yes it's not like three or four numbers it's like 10 numbers yeah (laughs) and it cracked me up because sometimes i just don't remember designations for that kind of stuff and it's just like you might as well just make up anything and that's exactly what she did (laughs) but then she did it every time so she wasn't consistent (laughs) and plume striker being smart he noticed (laughs) so here here's a test on if you do if you remember these type of designations um what's rex's designation oh that's easy it's seven five six seven (laughs) (laughs) i knew you cody do you know cody's Oh, shoot. I don't know Cody. Okay. I didn't know the extent of, you know, I knew you would know Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know beyond that because I know you're a big clone fan in general. So I didn't know if you knew like kind of the, the big clone names. I should. Actually, I'll make an effort to memorize them now. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you're ready for the next pop quiz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we, they find out that Maynard's gone missing and it's because she tagged along and wanted to help out with uh getting their necklaces back and i like and cordy starts to stall and do whatever she can and i love that she always pulls one of her brilliant uh strategies for for these kind of situations where she tries to convince them to buy something or upgrade in some way (laughs) yeah that's her that is her skill set that she brings to this team yeah. <laughs> in in Rowan's the Jedi, and I guess Xander's like the superstar pilot guy. And fix so it guy. And the fix it guy. <laughs> so they get they have their roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then unfortunately for them, MOC arrives and Maynar ends up having to leave the crystal so that Rowan can handle MOC. But then you have Durpin and Plumstriker go after her. And I love that there's so many things going on at the same time. Different people attacking other people. And um, I love that Durpin and Plumstriker, they're just so 
ineffective when it comes to getting the job done because they can't even get the crystals back from her <laughs> and you have Xander taking out uh, Plume Striker's um, what was it his cap and hitting him on the head with it <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and I really love when Rowan was um, facing off with MOC and how there was at one point where you think that he's going to succumb to MOC's gadgets and whatnot. He had like a Sonic. Um, I, I was almost going to say Sonic screwdriver. I'm like, no, that's the wrong show. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> wrong franchise. But yeah, I was just like, oh, no, Rowan, Rowan actually can't, you know, fight against this. Yeah, there's always it seems like Jedi are susceptible to certain things um that we've seen like um we've seen different characters take advantage of the Jedi's inability to kind of fend off electricity. Mm-hmm. Like I remember whenever Cad Bane would come up against I think he did it once to Obi-Wan um where he kind of shocked him with something. Um and it seemed like that's what could take down these all-powerful Jedi was, you know, electric shock. So I guess the sonic blast as well is something that they can't fend off very well. Yeah, yeah, and poor Rowan was trying. And, uh, you know, you have MOC talking about how he's constantly building onto himself and how there's no way that Rowan can fight back against that. And, oh my gosh, the music, Michael Kramer, is just so good at what he does. Because I like I can hear it in the back of my mind where the music starts to pick up and Rowan, you know, gains the confidence that he needs to fight back. And, and one of my favorite lines of the episode is when he says, building is my thing. And and then that's when he starts to, like, give MLC all of these unnecessary uh, additions and upgrades. So to the point where, like, it's just too much for MLC to handle. Did you get goosebumps? I did get goosebumps. <laughs> I got a, every time I rewatched the episode, I got goosebumps. And oh gosh, it was such a spectacular scene and something so cool for Rowan to say. And I'm like, yeah, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely love the combination of the music in this one, as well as you know the dialogue um, when it came to you know focusing on the whole building aspect of the show. Yeah. And and so you have Maynar who witnesses all of this and her being in the position of, I don't believe in any of it. You know, so suddenly she's like, I believe in it all. Because <laughs> sometimes seeing is believing. Seeing is believing, yes. <laughs> and and then Plume Striker unfortunately steals the crystals yet again. And they head off into their ship which Xander helped repair and thankfully Roger shows up and they get into the star scavenger to chase after them. But then they see Plume Striker and Durpin head off into hyperspace. <laughs> and I love that Cordy said, you fixed the hyperdrive. <laughs> <laughs> and Xander says, Xander Freemaker, superstar fix it guy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> he did his job too well. He did it too well. <laughs> Poor Xander. Xander. 
Well, you just pretend you don't actually fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it gave us an awesome moment, which was that what Xander was saying from the beginning. Can't you, you know, connect with the crystals and try to find them through the force? And, and then we, we see that happen with, with Rowan this time around. Right. And I guess the difference is in the first season, he was able to kind of seek out the, the Kyber Saber crystals. Yes. Which were a different thing than just regular kyber crystals. Right. And so these right. aren't necessarily calling out to him the same way. So, mm-hmm. he, But I guess he is able to still, you know, hone in his abilities and, and still figure out a way to kind of seek them out through the force. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were a very tiny batch. It wasn't like this huge thing that he can just suddenly connect with. They were just little tiny crystals. From these necklaces and so it was very impressive to see him connect with that um in a moment that you know Maynar and the others needed him the most so um they managed to get what they need once they fly out um and they take them they take their crystals back and I love that Durpin said oh it was a this is a complete disaster <laughs> <laughs> and then Vader contact them about the crystals and whatnot and after vader hangs up you have him saying now the disaster is complete (laughs) (laughs) did vader didn't do any like choking or anything right no no choking this time around (laughs) or throwing people out of the window no nothing like that happened (laughs) i mean i know Durpin and plume striker are kind of like bad guys but I kind of feel I I like I feel some some sympathy toward them. Ah, uh, yeah, that's so, true. Like I don't necessarily want to see them get force choked by Darth Vader. I re- I still am holding out hope that they eventually would defect to the rebellion. That would be hilarious though, because they wouldn't really be useful, no. except for Plume Striker. <laughs> yeah, Plume Striker might be useful, although he seems to be a little bit more ruthless. Um, yeah. might be harder to turn. But I could see Durpin, if he thought that he could have an easier time with the Rebellion, then he might just defect, just just to hope to get away from responsibility. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, And, yeah, I remember thinking, because at the time we only saw them in this one episode, and I remember thinking, I wonder whether we'll see them before the season ends, we see them again. So, um, uh, yeah, at the time, that was my my concern and i'm glad that we do get to see them again um although now i'm wondering whether we'll ever see them again (laughs) (laughs) after this season so hmm, we don't know but and then they return to qualadon and then return the necklaces to the lerman people and i love that Maynar says may the force be with you to rowan yes um, and they don't really get what they're looking for, you know. They don't come, or they don't get the big crystal that they need. They they still have to find that. But it was kind of just like a little side adventure for them to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good side adventure, and I thought it was fun to see a person who I think Rowan hasn't encountered yet, because almost everyone he's encountered, you know, believes in the Force in some way. And and now you expose him to someone who doesn't believe in that. So I thought it was a good thing to expose him to. And he was able to prove them wrong. 
Yeah, yeah, but not not in a you know I'm gonna show off sort of way. Right. Yeah. Just in the the necessity of the adventure, you know, was yeah. able to reveal the the abilities of the force. Mm-hmm. And then that was it for the episode. I thought it was a fun a fun one, and I don't remember if I had any theories at the time when this episode aired. Like like the expectation was that they needed to get a big crystal. And and that's what you know. That's what you end up building in in the Arrowhead itself when you're doing the Lego set. It's just this big crystal. But um, but yeah, you didn't realize until later that you know there are several ways to go about it. And uh, but yeah, in my mind, I was just like, man, where are they gonna find this huge crystal that they need? <laughs> right. We will find those details out later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I guess the, the next episode we'll do is the pit and the pinnacle, and that was definitely a favorite of mine from this season. Yes, I'm trying. Like, I'm really bad about remembering the details. So I'm, I'm <laughs> you already, are. <laughs> like, so I'm already forgetting what happened. So for me, it's almost like re rewatching these episodes is almost like seeing them again for the first time, um, <laughs> because I forgot so many details of what happened. So I'm like, oh, pit. In the pinnacle, what is that one about? <laughs> <laughs> and and we saw them all one after the other, so everything gets blurred. Yeah, it did. Like watching them all back to back like that, it did kind of, it didn't give you time to really digest, kind of the story and anticipate what's going to happen next week. You know, kind of like with what you get with Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of happening really fast, and now it's all over. But then we're rewatching them for the reviews. So it's kind of all getting blurred and mixed up in my head. <laughs> but yes, Pit and the Pinnacle, when when we get to that episode, you'll remember those details for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I will definitely rewatch it uh, before we review it at least a couple times. So, <laughs> And I guess that's it. We should wrap up the episode. Sure. Are you, When are you going to see the that Rebels thing, the panel? Is that this weekend? That is this weekend at Fan Expo Canada, so I will be waking up early on Saturday to line up for that, and hopefully I won't get lost, (laughs) (laughs) because it's in Canada, and I haven't been there in a while, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they'll be showing. Vanessa Marshall's going to be there, Taylor Gray's going to be there as well, and Dave Filoni, so we'll see what they're going to be talking about when it comes to season four. So I'm going to be, I'm actually really excited to hear about what you see. Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like there's going to be some stuff. Oh, yeah. Like a trailer, <laughs> maybe, or some kind of reveals. Or you're going to get some kind of clips, maybe. So I'm super excited to hear from you. And even if they tell you, like, you're not allowed to tell anybody what you see in this room, you still have to tell me. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't, exp- you know, that, that limitation doesn't extend to podcast co-hosts. Okay. So you can Just tell you. me. But <laughs> um but I'm gonna be going to Dragon Con this weekend. That's right. Dragon Con is the same weekend and Henry Gilroy's gonna be there. Yes, so Henry Gilroy and Steve Bloom are gonna both be there. Oh and, so cool. And they're doing a Rebels panel as well, which I'm sure won't be nearly on the scale of the one that you're attending. But um still cool to hear. Um, I've heard Henry Gilroy do panels before at Dragon Con. He's like so knowledgeable about just the Star Wars universe and because he was so involved in the Clone Wars and Rebels, um, he has all this insight that's really fun to listen to him on panels. 
Yeah, um, I hope someone ends up recording it either as audio or video because I, I need to see that. <laughs> I'm going to try to record video at the panel and whenever they ask me to turn it off, I'll go ahead and turn it off. But uh, I'll make sure to write down any details when it comes to those clips. And I have a feeling that it's going to be something like what they did with New York Comic Con a year or two ago where... They showed us the panel, and at the same time, a, the trailer premiered on YouTube. So if we do get a trailer on Saturday, I'm pretty sure everyone else will get it as well on YouTube. Okay, yeah, that's probably true. Um, so yeah, that would be awesome if we get some kind of new content. I'm just, like, I'm sad that this is the final season of Rebels, but I'm super excited for just the storytelling that's going to happen because they have to wrap some things up. Oh yeah. You know, so they can yeah, yeah. hopefully they don't leave us hanging on certain characters like what's going to happen to Thrawn? Like we don't know what his fate is. We don't know Ezra and Kanan. Like there's all these characters that it's kind of like what's going to happen. So I'm really really excited. Mhm. So here's hoping we get new answers and we talk about them in the next episode. <laughs> right. We'll have a little rebels section maybe in <laughs> yeah. the next episode if we get enough uh, enough information. Um progress update on my on my uh, arrowhead build that's right i heard I am, the clicking in can the you background hear, can you hear the clicking i've been trying to mute like here and there just so i'm not con constantly like rifling through pieces but um yes uh, i i think i made it about halfway through the first bag cool it's kind of tough to like build and talk about you know star wars lego episodes all at the same time i think the i think what you're building is the little cart that they wheel around with the instruments and the and the and the um, equipment that they use on the show. Yeah, I built the little yellow cart, and it's got yes. the little saw. There's a like a hand saw on it, and then a couple of those little like blaster bolts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I got that built, and then I have the two minifigs built, and then you start to build. It looks like the frame of the ship as well is all in the first bag. So I'm about halfway through the sh the frame build. But you're nowhere near done, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, there's there's six bags, and I'm about half through the first bag. So um, maybe by the time we record next week, I will be done with this build. Here's hoping. <laughs> and you'll give it a better review than I did. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk in more detail. Because you said Blaster Bolts, which is the right name, and I used Torpedoes, which is the wrong name. <laughs> I don't think Blaster Bolts is the right term. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not going to say that. It's more accurate than mine <laughs> we'll see yeah maybe there maybe we could look it up and see what the correct term for the because like <laughs> so pretty much every star wars lego set has those spring-loaded you know firing mechanisms yes and right. it has those you know sometimes they're blue sometimes they're red but it's it's like a bolt of whatever that shoots out so i don't know they're they're not blasters though so i i think we're both wrong <laughs> okay then I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be comforted in that thought <laughs> yeah it's okay if we're both wrong all right well i think we're gonna wrap up now right yes okay so you can find our episodes on itunes um if you listen to our episodes and you enjoy them we'd love for you to leave us a review on itunes um you can also find us on facebook facebook.com slash star scavengers um twitter at star scavengers you can email us scarscavengers at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, www.starscavengers.com. If you're going to, what is it called? Fan Expo? Yes. If you're going to Fan Expo and you happen to see Joan Marie, say hi to her. If you go to Dragon Con and you see me, say hi to me. 
and until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the freemakers.